strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Ring. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Then zone for Fitz. Goes up and makes the game-winning catch. Larry Legend does it again. The Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. The Red Sea is rising up. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! Whatever rest and relaxation that you got, Ron Wolfley, during the Cardinals' bye week. It was good, Bolly. Yeah, that's my understanding. I mean, uh, you were second only. <laughs> you were second only to the Kardashians in their own private island. From my understanding, you thoroughly maximized your enjoyment level on bye week. I was on a hiatus, Paul. Let's just say that in addition to your three-day weekend and everything else that went on with it, whatever enjoyment you had, even the slightest enjoyment, was still more than the Arizona Cardinals roster from our understanding. If you listen to Larry earlier today, not only did they get tested every single day, but he was in there working out Thursday, Friday, Saturday. He was out on the field running routes with plenty of other guys Mm -hmm. working on their craft Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Now, contrast that with last year's bye week, and let's hope here as we kick off this edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. There is cause and effect as to the outcome and what we see on the field on game day coming out of bye week versus last year. No doubt about it, Paulie. A bye week of a different sort for the Arizona Cardinals right now, but you know what? Honestly, I don't think it's going to be a bad thing. I don't, especially because of how they played the last time they were out in between those white lines when they had the silks on it was sunday night football in front of a grateful nation and what did they do they beat the best team in the nfc and paul i honestly think right now the fact that they've sat on that for two weeks basically coming up to play the miami dolphins they've sat on that win gone through the bye week where they haven't stepped away from the facility i think that ultimately is going to benefit them I agree. Uh, and you know what? If, if they need a reminder that goes beyond the outcome of last year's game coming out of the bye, the 34-7 home loss to the Rams that was by far the worst game they played all series, all season long, think of Seattle coming out of the bye. They had the extra rest. Cardinals on a short week coming off Monday night, and that was the eighth straight time in that situation that the team on the short week playing a team out of the bye won. So if the Cardinals need a reminder yeah. – of what can happen coming out of a bye. Look at this Dolphins team that has now won three in a row. It, it's sort of role reversal. Cardinals in Seattle, now Dolphins and Cardinals. Do you remember, Paulie, are you a Seinfeld fan? Do you remember the the famous Seinfeld episode where George George Costanda, uh, he basically he came to a point in his life where he was going to do everything differently, right? Because he was such a mess up. Anything that his natural inclination was to do, he did the exact opposite, right? When he you introduced know? himself to the attractive female and said, hi, my name is George, I'm unemployed, and I live with my parents. Remember that, Paulie? That yeah. right there is exactly the same approach I think Cliff Kingsbury brought to this bye week because of what happened in 2019, and he told us as much. 
basically everything that we did, I did differently. Yeah, that is true. You're right. Uh, On his weekly TV show, he just said it was time to do the opposite based on last year's 34-7 loss to the Rams. And look, he was learning. Everyone was learning. And because of the circumstances and the pandemic, you could only really go the opposite direction in a lot of ways. Think about it. The Cardinals didn't play a game, and they had two wins. The player of the week, player of the month, who, by the way, is going to join us tonight in Buda Baker. Ooh. And then they had two losses. They lost two starters on defense, two positive tests. We're going to get into that. We're going to see where the Cardinals are right now. Yes, you have the defense, which is a top 10 defense. And then you have the number one total offense in the NFL. We'll get into that as well. Just getting rolling. Buda Baker straight ahead on the Big Red Rage. Chase Edmonds in the backfield with Murray. Third down and one of the 29. Four receivers set. Shotgun snap. It's a run play right side. Big hole Edmonds, 25-20, 10 touchdown. The inside zone being run, and Chase Edmonds found the hole and to the house, baby. 29-yard touchdown run on third down and one for Chase Edmonds. All four of Chase Edmonds' touchdowns at MetLife, 20 yards or longer. Yeah, three against the Giants a year ago. That one against the Jets this season. The number one player in the category of touchdown runs 20 yards or more over the last season and a half chase edmonds wow and and the guys right behind him christian mccaffrey lamar jackson and derrick henry think about that incredible paul superstars who are right behind a backup running back who who was only received 20 touches or more in a single game and that was the giants game a year ago when he was the featured back david johnson dealing with an ankle injury and what do you do he had 126 yards rushing and three rushing touchdowns of 20 yards or more it is the big red rage presented by santan ford and gilbert we are santan ford and it was interesting well i saw one fantasy football breakdown this week because we all know you can you need as much help as you can possibly get on your own fantasy football team. And uh, anyway, they called the matchup Chase Edmonds against the Dolphins' rush defense, which is bottom five and yards per carry allowed. Uh, they called it delicious. They liked the matchup. <laughs> That's what they called it, Chase Edmonds against the Miami rush defense. You know what's amazing about it, Paulie, and I know you know this. We've talked about it many times, but the Arizona Cardinals, they believe that Chase Edmonds is an RB1. They believe he is a running back one, and he's just got to bide his time, obviously, with Kenyon Drake right here coming out on the transition tag in the offseason, and we all know how important Kenyon Drake was to the Arizona Cardinals' offense and to their success in 2019. That second half, oh my goodness, just just lighted a fire under this offensive line and the offense overall, and they played so much better in that second half. But right now, operating under the transition tag, you don't know what the long-term impact is of that for Kenyon Drake. But Chase Edmonds, I know the Cardinals think he's an RB1. So the Cardinals offense right now, top 10 in scoring offense, number two in rushing yards per game. 
that's the one I think that most people would find very surprising. What about you, Ron Wolfley, especially after we went through last season? We saw the second half of last season when it was a different team once they got the run game in gear. The biggest surprise for me, though, Paulie, overall, listen, the rushing attack, there's no doubt about it. The fact they're number two in yards per game and yards per play, that is unbelievable. You put you put those two things together and you get Kyler Murray and a much improved offensive line. You get Kyler Murray and the ability to run the ball and the impact he has schematically on the front six, front seven, whatever it may be, the box defensively is something you just can't dismiss. It, it, it is an incredible, incredible power to an offense to be able to have a, a, a quarterback that is going to tuck the ball and get the edge ball because now you can't dig in, so to speak, inside the box. It's helping the Arizona Cardinals be a much better rushing team. But my biggest takeaway statistically from the week is the fact the Arizona Cardinals, the number one offense in the National Football League in terms of yards per game, the number one offense. And all I think about are all the yards they've left on the field. Yeah. They haven't even got it in gear completely yet. They they haven't had that lights-out game, and some guys on that team will tell you not even close yet. Despite that, like you mentioned, they're number one in total offense, and the guy wearing number one, QB1, Kyler Murray, was asked about the O. I, I feel very good about where we are. You know, it's just progressing every single day, every game. Uh, I think we, you know, we have a better feel for what we are. Uh, you know, we go out there and execute a lot better. And I think it's, I think it's starting to show. Um, being the number one, whatever rated offense, um, they, you know, it's not easy to do that in this league. You know, I think we're doing something right. We're on the right track. And now they go against the number one scoring defense in the NFL in the Miami Dolphins. What do you think the Dolphins think of the Cardinals offense watching Kyler and company on film? What what do you think their biggest takeaways are? Brian Flores and company, that coaching staff. We've got to stop Kyler Murray from throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. (laughs) Right. I mean, honestly, that is number one right there. It's amazing. These guys, did they play last week, Paulie? Did the Arizona Cardinals play last week, Paul? No. Okay, thank you, Paul. They did not play, and yet Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins still lead the league as the number one tandem in terms of receiving yards and, of course, receptions. Think about that. And first downs as well, Paul. That is staggering. It really is. And and considering the little practice time that DeAndre Hopkins has had as well, (laughs) and they still have that sort of connection. It's impossible to think about, right? The guy doesn't practice a lot, man. He doesn't practice a lot, and all they do is go out there and lead the league in receptions and receiving yards. And I think we both agree there's a lot of room for improvement. Yeah. I mean, and they are improving incrementally. There's no doubt. Larry had eight grabs against Seattle. Christian Kirk had two touchdown catches. Uh, To me, just the eyeball test, it's more organic for Kyler. It's coming to him. He's not forcing it nearly as much. He he seems to be finding guys at the right times, different guys. And so it is starting to evolve. And your point about Chase Edmonds, I mean, that is is well taken. What they looked like in that second half, he is that energy guy. And he he makes so many of those first tackles, initial tacklers miss. And the O-line, we know, DJ Humphreys told us last week, they really enjoy blocking for a guy like Chase Edmonds. It's just amazing to me, once again, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, they can get better. You've got a rushing attack that is growing and evolving. I don't think it's nowhere close to what it's going to be come late November. 
especially if Chase Edmonds is getting more and more and more touches because this guy, he runs the ball like a savage. There are ridiculous numbers out there and historical stats. Like the Cardinals had more than 500 total yards against Seattle. That's the second time under Cliff Kingsbury. In the 20 years prior combined, the Cardinals gained 500 plus yards only three times total. Think about that. Wow. And, and once That's again, good, they haven't peaked yet on offense. We're going to talk defense next. Your player of the month in the NFC, Buda Baker, on deck. Buda. Wilson takes, and it's a run up the middle. Carlos Hyde gets whacked. Buda Baker comes in there. You see the head snap back. <laughs> the old meat grinder. It's going to be a run play to Homer off the right side across the 45. He gets leveled at the 47-yard line. Buda Baker came flying in there with a hit. It's a run play up the middle, but nowhere to go for Homer. Maybe a loss on the play as Buda Baker's in the backfield to make the stick. Lob pass near side, picked off by Baker at the 5, running left to the 10 to the 20. The chase is on, 30, 40, 50. Metcalf might catch him at the 30, at the 20. Baker trying to outrun him. Metcalf finally gets to him inside the 10, near the 5-yard line. But how about Buda Baker, the Washington native? Buda Baker read it, jumped it, picked it. Unbelievable turn of events. It was high drama. There is no doubt about that on Sunday Night Football. The guy from Seattle took it to Seattle. And the hometown Seahawks, Cardinals get the win. We'll get into that momentarily. It is the Big Red Race presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley, and the NFC Defensive Player of the Month, Buda Baker, coming off the bye. Buda, how's life? How you feeling coming off the week off? Oh, man, I feel awesome. feel great. <laughs> Buddha, thank you so much for joining us, buddy. Really do appreciate your time this evening. What does it mean to you, my friend? What does it mean to be the defensive player of the month? Oh, man, it was definitely cool. Definitely cool experience for me. Um, you know, for me, I just take it day by day, week by week, and just let everything handle itself. So it's definitely, it was definitely one of those things that, yeah, it was. it's cool, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, we still got a, a lot of games left. Buddha, what if I told you that the last Cardinals defensive player of the month was Chandler Jones? <laughs> and and we know you guys are close, right? That's got to be meaningful to you. Oh, yeah, man. That's my guy, yeah. And I knew that for sure. That was, uh, I believe it was last year, right? Yep, it was December of last year. And by the way, Wolf, what do you always say about Chandler Jones and getting paid. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's such and, a rare thing, Buddha, that you'll have a great player like that who gets paid, and he actually gets better. And, you know, that is you. I, I yep. see you and Chan being very, very similar in your makeup mentally. Is that accurate? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's just one of those things. You know, um, you get paid the big bucks. That means you got to be that player each and every game, each and every week. And, you know, even without being paid for me I and as well as Chan, you always just want to do the best you can and um, be the best you can. So, you know, without the money or with the money, we're always going to be, I feel like, um, going on to a, to a greater level. Buddha, because that, that, it means more to you, right? It means more to you than just the money playing the game of football, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. You know, I've been playing the game since I was a young kid and you know, um, know that I'm I'm can be great in the game and be a great player on and off the field, and that's what I plan to do. 
Speaking of being a kid and growing up in football and then a guy in college who trained with the Legion of Boom and some of those Seahawks players, what does it mean to be on the same field with that Seahawks team and to be balling against those guys? Oh, man, it's definitely fun just because, yeah, like when I go home, I, that's who I train with. So I, I know the work those guys put in in the off season. So, you know, um, seeing them on the field, and usually, usually it's the defensive guys like Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, um, seeing them on the field is uh, it's just a cool thing to see, especially being you know from back home. So yeah, definitely always want to try and get the W so we can we can talk about it in the off season. Well, what was your phone like when you got back to your locker after the game, Buddha? I mean, how how many text messages from the two hundred six area code did you have? Oh man, it was buzzing. A lot of numbers, a lot of numbers, a lot of people I haven't talked to in years as well. So <laughs> it was definitely one of those things where it was cool and uh, a lot of people making fun of me and jokes because DK caught me. But it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, man, you're not invincible for me. So it was cool. Speaking of cool, Buddha, I haven't been able to ask you this. I know you've been asked this a million times already, but I have to hear it for myself. What did it mean to you to get the C on that jersey? Oh, man, it meant a lot. Just because, you know, I hold myself to a high standard on and off the field. And, you know, you know, I, I would love to lead guys the way that I do, which is, you know, showing it on the field and as well as, you know, being that, being that helper on the field as well. So um, on and off the field. So it was definitely great to, to get that C on my chest. And if you're wondering, you're out there listening, you're wondering what was behind that, all you have to do is listen to what Larry Fitzgerald said recently after Buda Baker was awarded the C. Here's Fitz. Nobody means more to this football team than Buda Baker. You can take that to the bank. I mean, the guy plays the game, you know, the right way. He he works at it. He's humble. He's level-headed. He's, he plays through injury. He plays the game of football like he's six foot four, 280 pounds. The way he flies around and how selfless he is. If he's asked to cover, he's asked to blitz, he's asked to do whatever, play different positions. He knows it all. I mean, this guy is um, the best of the best. Wow. I mean, that's Larry Fitzgerald. And, you know, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, got to right, be, be real meaningful to you, Buddha. Give us your reaction to what Larry just said about you. Yeah, like you said, it was very meaningful to um, you know, hear him say that. You know, I think of so much of high regards of uh, Larry Fitzgerald, and now it's just a, a, a cool thing for him to say. And he's he's a great guy on and off the field. Any questions or um, thing, help I need, I, I know he's there for me to for me, for me, so it's definitely cool. Buddha, I heard the coolest thing ever from a coach. I could not believe. Listen, I've been around the game of football for a long, long time. Whether I was playing it or broadcasting it, whatever it may be, I've been around it for three decades, and I heard a coach say something about you that I've never heard before. It was Vance Joseph saying, Buddha would run into darkness. (laughs) (laughs) Buddha, I I mean, what that, that to me was the best description I've ever heard heard of how you play the game you play the game with an abandon why man i just i've I've always played that way and you know i I kudos to everyone that's helped take care of me and you know go through injury and all that type of stuff but you know for the most part you know I've, i've been healthy doing it i've been taking care of my body and you know um i'm still doing it at a high level so 
you know, I, I like that. I like what VJ said right there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Facts, you know, just that's how I, you know, try and live. Like I say, I always say no fear. And uh, I, I definitely think you can't have but fear. But there are some guys. As I am. There's some guys, Buddha. Exactly. There. You know what? I was a blocking fullback, and I, I don't want to just bring this back on me, Buddha. I don't. But I, I was Buddha. I was six foot, two hundred twenty-two pounds in an era where every fullback was two hundred fifty pounds. So I didn't have a lot of butt, so to speak, right? And yet I I wanted to let those linebackers know on every play, I'm not afraid of you. I am not afraid of you. And if you don't believe me, watch this, right? And I I had to play that way because I I thought if guys thought I was afraid of them, they'd play better than they actually were. Is that, does that come into your way of thinking at all? Yeah, I mean, definitely sometimes for sure. You know, if you... That's, uh, you know, if I'm coming in on a tackle or something and I'm not really, I'm high or, like, I'm not really into the tackle, like, offensive players, they see that and they like to run through that. So, for me, you know, I'm I'm always going full speed, no fear, and I'm going to hit Love you in it, the thigh board, and uh, that's about it. Love it. I tell you, you talk about compliments from coaches how about what cliff kingsbury said this week wolf when when we were with him on game plan his weekly tv show we asked him about number 32 he said you know what when i'm standing on the sideline it's like there's multiple guys wearing the 32 jersey that's and we we saw it his rookie year wolf you went to four pro bowls as a special teamer buddha did it his rookie year we saw that sort of energy in abandon because he'll run into darkness <laughs> that is the best baby and by the way he's doing it with a cast on his hand just just to let you know he's playing with a cast on his hand <laughs> circumference ball i mean we'll hey, get into hey, this great news great news i got the cast off yeah nice and yes. i'm in a nice little splint that uh you know feels great so no cash there you go. That's your cast update desk here on the Big Red Rage. <laughs> we'll continue with Buda Baker and talk about the NFC Defensive Player of the Month right here. All brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Dalton gets hit and dumps it off over the middle. Caught by Elliott. He fumbles the ball, and Jordan Phillips appears to have it for the Cardinals. The ball was stripped by Buda Baker. On the tackle. Cardinals blitz. Back to throw. Dalton gets hit and slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Back at the 33-yard line. Dalton never saw Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield and smoked. Andy Dalton snapped to Dalton. Quick throw. Over the middle. Picked off. Intercepted by Baker at the 15. Gets up and runs. 20, 30, 35, 40, 50. Baker to the 40 and tackled there by Elliott. Buda Baker, the highest paid safety in the game, maybe the best safety in the game, did not have an interception until now. What a day, Buda Baker. All right, so that was the primetime performance on Monday night, the first of two in a row here in primetime. That was your NFC Defensive Player of the Week performance, Ron Wolfley, with seven tackles, a tackle for loss, a forced fumble, a pass defense, two quarterback hits, and don't bury the lead, Calvisi, the interception, the first of his career. Two-man, Paulie, coming down from out of the secondary, jumped that thing big time. Buddha, a hard-hitting question for you. Where is that football right now? Because I saw you save that football after you guys did the bowling celebration. Uh, what would you do with that football? Oh, yeah, that football is going to be uh, – it's getting, uh, like, signed some some nice, like a first interception 
you know, Dallas Cowboys is getting, you know, marked up so I can hang it, hang it in the house. So, Buddha, you have zero picks in the first 50 NFL games you play in. <laughs> you have two in the last two. Explain yourself, sir. Yeah, man, honestly, like, I, I rarely have got opportunities at the ball throughout my, my career, and I've honestly just believed in the balls that will start coming my way, and, um, you know, it'll, it'll start to get there. And, you know, as I'm starting now, I, I see the field very slow. I see the ball slow. It, it just feels good, and, you know, I'm at a great, great moment, you know. And, of course, Wolf, two years ago, he was actually playing weak side inside linebacker for some reason for a portion of that season. So uh, that, that might have had something to well, do with we it. we won't talk about that. That's right. You know, I want to know, not, <laughs> not just about beating Seattle, but the way you guys beat Seattle. You beat Seattle and Russell Wilson at their own game. That was the first time he ever lost a game, up 10 at halftime in the regular season, to come back like that from 10 down multiple times and then win at the end. What does that mean for this team, just the evolution of a team? Because you know in the NFL, Buddha, you got to win those close games. Yeah, it just showed how resilient we were. You know, it just showed us next man mentality. We knew we had a, you know, especially on the defensive side, we had a bad half. You know, the first half, I think they scored, I don't know how much, 20-plus points. And uh, we knew that that wasn't us. So second half, we just tried to, come back there and grind it out. We knew Russell Wilson and the Seahawks were going to make plays, and um, we just thought next next play mentality, next play mentality. You know, at the, finally at the end, last play of the game, kicked that field goal to win the game. It was a great feeling. It's just incredible, the resiliency, once again, that you guys showed. And as a former player, man, I stand and I salute all of you guys for hanging in there and balling out because there were two, three times in that game where I think a lesser team may have walked away. The next step for you guys as a team collectively, Buddha, to me, it's, listen, you, you've beat San Francisco, one of the best teams in the NFC at the time, week one, when they had ever all their players they were still one of the best teams in the NFC. You beat them. You beat the Seattle Seahawks, who, who were the best team in the NFC. You beat them in front of a grateful nation on Sunday night football. And now all of a sudden, you're playing a team at home that you guys should beat. I think this is the next step in your maturation as a team collectively to beat the teams you should beat. Do you agree? Yeah, of course. But also, I mean, in this league, everyone can beat everyone. You know, there's not no given wins. You always have to work for them. And, um, you know, last year, coming off the bye, we had a terrible game against the Rams. So we've had this game on our mind, you know, ever since we had the bye. And just to, just to come back like the Arizona Cardinals that we believe we can be is going to be something that we're going to try and do and hopefully will do. Buda Baker on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Now you come off the bye and you're minus two starters on defense. Tell us about how you guys are going to cope with the loss of Byron Murphy and Devon Kennard, at least this week after the positive COVID test. What sort of adjustments do you guys have to make? Yeah, man, it's just next man mentality. You know, we're, we're going to run our Cardinals defense like we do. Um, Byron Murphy and Devon Kennard are are great. They're starters, like you said. They're great guys, great players. Um, show a lot of great juice. We're going to be missing them on the field, but 
like I said, it's next man mentality. Um, the guys that were that were backing them up are ready to go, and you know we're, we're just excited for the opportunity to play um, good football after a bye week. But if I said to you that you were the number 27 team in the National Football League in allowing first downs, number 27 in the National Football League in allowing first downs, but the number two red zone team in the league, right, defensively, and of course the number one goal-to-go team defensively in the league, do, do those stats speak to you at all? And if so, what does that mean? Yeah, I mean, for us, uh, definitely a first down one stuck out to me. Um, you know, we definitely want to do better on first down. Um, and for us, it's it's like you said, it went on first down, went on third down, and uh, do really good in the red zone. And at the end of the day, the biggest stat is a W. And that's what we want to do each each and every week. If you told me these last eight games we were going to give up 30 points, and we were going to win every single game, I'll take that W. Mm-hmm. Um, but for us, you know, like our our goal is to never allow 30 points. I'm just giving an analogy first off. But, um, yeah, our, our goal is to be the best defense in all categories and, and get Ws. So we're going to strive and work hard and grind each and every day to, to get there. So you're waiting to get Byron Murphy and Devon Kennard back, but now you have Marcus Golden back. Buddha, tell us about his energy. I, I tell you, he met the media yesterday. He's about three minutes into his Zoom press conference. I was in a three-point stance. I mean, this guy just <laughs> fires me up. Uh, what does he do for that locker room? Yeah, like you said, the energy. You know, Marcus Golden has great energy. He's, he's a great guy, great football player, and excited to have him back because, you know, I, I was with him for the for the years he was here, and um, – Man, I can't wait to see him play because I know he's going to ball out. He's excited to be a Cardinal. He has so much passion for the game. So, um, you know, I'm definitely excited to see Marcus Golden back out there. How much do you really care about your Madden rating? Come on, Buddha. I mean, honestly. <laughs> how, how much do you really care about that? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't play Madden. But, I mean, if, if I were to play against someone, I would play them. But I don't really play on my leisure time. Um, usually that's that's for my little nephews and uh, you know my niece. They they play video games and they play Madden. So it's it's definitely funny to hear them tell me that my Madden ratings are going up or down. So um, yeah, I mean for me, yeah, I mean I don't I don't really care much about it. <laughs> Dude, that's stunning to me, honestly. I mean, it just seems like everybody your age loves Madden. I mean. who, who, who's known as the guy to beat? Who's the Madden champ in the Cardinals locker room? I, I know when it comes to chess, Kyler is number one, and he's pretty good at video games as well, but what about Madden? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would probably say maybe K1's a, a big uh, Madden player, I believe. Um, Chandler might think he's the best, but it, he's probably not because I beat him. Um, <laughs> Byron, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. probably then. Those oh, guys. that's good. Well, I, I've seen Larry playing some chess too. I mean, uh, you know, he, I don't know what he in video games, but Larry's been playing some chess, so I, you know, he's trying to brush up and, and maybe get uh, in that same league, have a competitive match with Kyler Murray going forward. We'll see about that. We'll continue. Buda Baker, your NFC Defensive Player of the Month, coming off a 14-tackle game against the Seahawks. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. 
play. Wilson, quick throw to the near side. Incomplete. Reddick had great coverage that time. Hassan Reddick continues to ball. Great job of covering them. That is big time. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick seems to be just playing, not thinking anymore, just playing. And he, he looks like a different guy. Five-step drop. Wilson in trouble, gets hit, gets sacked. And guess who? Rising star, Hassan Reddick, is showing what he can do as a pass rusher. Hassan Reddick making a great play. He's got five sacks now on the year, playing the position he played in college. Yeah, some great calls there from Passion Wolf, your voice of the Cardinals. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. We are talking with Buda Baker, NFC Defensive Player of the Month. at 14 tackles in the pick against Seattle. But listen to Hassan Reddick and how many times he had his name called Buda. He had 11 tackles, the sack, three tackles for loss, three quarterback hits. He's been living in the backfield. You know, different position, different player this season, Hassan Reddick, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. I mean, he's back at his position that he played in college. He's so versatile. He can set the edge in the run game, rush the passer, and then as you've seen in, um, you know, versus Seahawks, go out wide on a running back and guard him. So, you know, he, he's been great for us, and he's he's got to continue to be great for us. You know, obviously, Buddha, leave, losing a guy like Chandler Jones, of course, it impacts your defense in a big, big way. Vance Joseph, do you think, is he scheming more? Are you guys scheming more to get pressure on a quarterback in third and obvious pass situations than you have in the past? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, of course, Chandler, Chandler Jones is, you know, somebody you can't really replace. One person can't replace him. Um, it, it's a whole defensive collect, collective effort is going to replace Chandler Jones. So, um you would, I would kind of say maybe, yeah, a little bit, just because, you know, with Chandler, you didn't have to, you know, uh, pressure much. I mean, he was going to get in the backfield. He was going to cause mm-hmm. QBs to, to throw. So, I mean, us doing different things is definitely helping us out, um, you know, going after the QB. And, uh, but, you know, guys like Hassan and guys like Marcus and, um, DK, when he comes back, guys like Kylie Fitz, like those, and and Dennis Gardeck, like those guys, they're all going to have to continue to play great for us, and I believe they will, and um, hopefully they can, you know, pick up the slack. I mean, just the fact that Russell Wilson had three picks against the Cardinals defense, and he came into the game with three picks in five games total, that that illustrated that he he saw a few different things, perhaps in that second half and overtime. And now this Cardinals pass defense is getting Jalen Thompson back. And here's Vance Joseph and what he said about your fellow starting safety today. He brings a a uh, speed factor to our defense that Buddha brings. You know, I mean, he's he's not quite Buddha yet, but he has some of those qualities as far as tackling and how fast he plays and his ability to walk over a slot and play man-to-man with comfort, you know, as a corner would. So this this kid is is a, is a good football player, and we've missed him. Interesting. How has mm-hmm. Jalen Thompson looked, and, and what do you think he brings now to this defense, Buddha? Yeah, just what DJ said. That's what he definitely brings. I would, uh, you know, he, he's a little bro, and he went to Washington State. So, <laughs> of course, we have <laughs> yeah. our uh, college rivalry. But, yeah, that little bro, he's he's – He's got juice, and, um, you know, I feel like people haven't really been able to see that yet just because, you know, last year it was kind of a rotation, then 
he got the spot. And uh, this year he, he, you know, got hurt first game of the season. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited to have JT back. And, um, you know, like you said, he can cover tight ends, can cover receivers. Um, he can blitz off the edge, you know. So I'm, I'm definitely very excited to have him back. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully he'll show out. You know what, Buddha, speaking of that right there, I mean, all the movement, you're the X factor for the Arizona Cardinals. Where is your favorite place to play on the field? Yeah, man, it depends, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what does it depend on, Buddha? It depends, like, is it, like, down the distance, uh, you know, quarter? Like, I don't know, it's so hard for me just because, like, you know, I've uh, definitely always have learned a lot about the game, especially being with, these, you know, three different coaching staffs, learning three new defenses, three, four, four, three. Like, you just learning a lot of football, watching a lot of film. You know, there's, I love to be in different spots. So if it's like a, maybe like a third and short situation and I know they're going to run, you know, I would like to, you know, maybe blitz or go down and um, go in the box and maybe get a TFL or something like that if it's third and long. I like to be, you know, usually in the post or, um, you know, yeah, higher, higher back on the defense. So it all depends on, you know, what what type of game it is, where we at in the game. You know, Jalen Thompson, when we saw him last year, and I think we all looked at ourselves and said, you know what, this kid can play. When we saw him tackle in the open field, that's your, you know, signature part of your game as well. What makes a great open field tackler, Buddha, in your opinion? Uh, for me, I, I believe it's just like angles, you know, angles at the ball, knowing knowing where the running back is going to want to run to and uh, being there at the appropriate time. You know, a lot of times guys get shook because they took too long to get there. So just being able to get to the ball, you know, you're being a safety, we're not really accounted for a lot of the time. So if we get in there, you know, Nine times out of ten, we're going to be that free guy. So just getting in there early enough, using the proper angles, and, of course, you know, keeping your head up and making the tackle, hitting that thigh board, and wrapping up. And Jalen Thompson does that really good, really great. I mean, he got hurt making an open field tackle that, you know, if, if he would have missed that, the guy might have scored a touchdown. So, you know, definitely excited to have him back. And like I said, and – um, yeah. yeah. You know what's amazing about it, Booty? Right now you guys are sitting here at 5-2, and two, right? Coming off the bye. 5-2. and two, two really quality wins. I realize every win is a quality win in the National Football League, but you beat two of the best teams in the NFC, and the NFC West is as tough as it is right now. I, You guys got to be feeling really, really good about where you're at. Um, yeah, I mean, we, of course, wouldn't like the lose against Detroit at home and then um that Carolina game I know I was uh I was there I, I would have loved to play that game but like I, I had surgery so you know I was just on the sideline watching so that was definitely hard to see because I just wanted to be on on the field with my with my guys but uh you know after that we've just been taking it game by game and everything's been falling for us so you know not forget about a Miami Dolphins team who's undefeated in the NFC West right now mm-hmm. they beat 49ers and the Rams so you know they're they're going to come in feeling good and um you know hopefully we can we can play good cardinal football and get the W 
And don't take any stuff from any of your Seahawks-loving buddies either, okay, on the whole DK Metcalf thing. I mean, the dude hit 22.64 miles per hour. He's the biggest freak in the NFL right now. We saw what he did against the Niners defense. He torched him, and you guys contained him. So, you know what, don't stand for any of that stuff from those guys hitting up your phone from Seattle, okay? Okay there, Buddha? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. And, oh, yeah, you're uh, Miami did lose to Seattle, so that Miami's not undefeated, but they did just beat the NFC. West team in the Rams last week. Uh, so, yeah, they're definitely um, hey, yep. going to be ready. Hey, Buddha, just keep running into darkness. All right, big guy? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. That's Love it, plan. man. God Appreciate bless you, bro. Thank you, Buddha. Thank it's been you. a pleasure to watch right, you. Guys. And we saw what the Thanks. Cardinals looked like without Buda at Carolina. So yep. that's all you really need to know was that single game right there. We'll come back. We'll wrap up this edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Here comes pressure. Warner gets the pass away near side. Caught Fitzgerald in midfield. Breaks a tackle at the 40. Near side 35 and dropped at the 30-yard line. Warner takes the snap. Short set. Going to fire deep. Fitzgerald on the jump ball. Of course. Hold it at the 40. Breaks a tackle. 45. Spins out of another. Near side 40. 30. Fitz 20. 15. 10. And dragged down at the 5-yard line by Will Allen. Jump ball and Fitzgerald came down with it. Warner going to throw the right side. Fitzgerald. All that pass was right on the money, and Fitz caught it with one hand with Will Allen draped all over him. I think right now, Larry Fitzgerald could catch a ball with his dreads. That was Kurt Warner throwing to Larry Fitzgerald against that Miami defense 2008 when Larry went six grabs, a buck 53, a 79-yard catch, and Quan Bolden a half dozen grabs for 140 yards, receiving three touchdowns, including a 79-yard touchdown, and that was the last of Kurt Warner's three perfect passer rating games of his career in a 31-10 win by the Cardinals over the Dolphins at State Farm Stadium. Just incredible to hear that once again. It brings back so many memories, doesn't it, Bowie? And I remember 2016, the most recent meeting when it was an absolute deluge. I mean, just a downpour and a half in Miami. So thank goodness for State Farm Stadium on Sunday going against the Dolphins team. And Buddha said it. They've already beaten the Rams. They've already beaten the Niners. Mm. They're on a three-game winning streak of their own. Uh, They have the number one scoring defense in the NFL, even though they gave up a lot of yards to an L.A. Rams team that, that Wolf, I'll be honest with you, my two takeaways from their win over the Rams, A, Dolphins played harder. They were more physical. Yeah. They played harder. And, and and B, they they did some things to confuse Jared Goff and Sean McVay. I don't know if they can get away with that against Kyler Murray, but they were yeah. ultra-aggressive. Some of the Rams players said they'd never seen a defense blitz like that. Yeah, you know what, Paulie, I... I, I know what you're saying right here, but I, I look at the numbers and some of the plays that that defense gave up. 471 yards Ouch. to the Rams, 31 first downs to eight. The Rams <laughs> ran 92 plays to the Miami Dolphins, 48, Paul. Wow. I, I mean, there's just, there were some moments that the Miami Dolphins played better, more physical than the Rams. There were moments where they did. And they were moments that were takeaway moments, which we all know how critical and important that is. They did a great job of taking the ball away, but my goodness, the the Los Angeles Rams destroyed the Miami Dolphins in every area, save for one, (laughs) the scoreboard. 
Well, and, and right now, not only do they have the number one scoring defense, they have the number two third down defense. So yes. there's some intriguing matchups. And then you look at Tua. I mean, you want to talk about exotic blitz packages. Based on what Vance Joseph did in the second half in overtime against Russell Wilson and experienced Russell Wilson, I got to imagine he's going to show the rookie quarterback making his second start of his career a little bit of everything on Sunday. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Paul. I think he's going to mix it up as well. Listen, I just think overall the Arizona Cardinals are the better football team than the Miami Dolphins. I, they're playing at home. This is a critical game for me, Paulie, when I'm talking about the 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 team perspective of the Cardinals and where they're going right now. The opportunity, Paul, to be six and two at the halfway point of the season. Six and two, Paul. It's right in front of them. A Miami Dolphins team that has struggled in the past. Now they're above 500 this year, but they're starting a quarterback that is making his second start in the NFL. And it wasn't like he laid it up in his first start. This is a game I think the Arizona Cardinals have got to go out and play with the intensity and and the respect for the Miami Dolphins and put it on the line. They're the better team. Go prove it. It was a lesson learned after the Lions and Carolina loss, at least according to the players, that you have to bring that energy. We'll see if it's a lesson learned based on the loss after the bye a year ago against the Rams and what the Cardinals look like against Miami on Sunday. Special thanks, as always, Jim Amonro, Cody Fincher, Buda Baker, our special guest, Ron Wolfley on Paul Calvisi. This has been the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. You've been listening to The Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club.